Here's the thing. I, th- I I tend to overthink on what I'm going to make of this podcast. So I, I think if I maybe just talk it out, just stream of consciousness right now, just to get out all the jitters so I could just feel very comfortable uh, just talking in general. One of the tips I learned online is that um, when you're doing like a solo podcast, you just have to imagine that you're talking to someone directly, like you're having a conversation with an old friend. And I find that to be very complicated because uh, I'm so used to, you know, when I'm talking like this, not, you know, I'm I'm doing so because I expect sort of like a response or like an interaction, you know. So even if it's not someone speaking back to me, I can at least see their reactions, their interactions, uh, just how they're responding to it. So that's probably why I'm having such a difficult time putting these podcasts together because sometimes I feel like I get so... I get so self-aware of talking to myself that uh, I end up thinking like, what am I doing? (laughs) I'm in a room that's quiet, I'm holding a microphone, and I'm talking as if someone is listening to me, Uh, which is probably, you know, accurate after I upload this podcast, but in actuality, you know, at this moment, I'm talking to no one. I'm also a lot more mindful of the sounds that are being made around me, so even if it's like a distant dog that's barking, I tend to stop or pause, and that makes me lose my train of thought. Anyways, hello everyone, and welcome back to The Rambling Writer. My name is John, and if this is your first time listening in, welcome. I recommend that you check my introductory episode uh, that sort of details what I expect this podcast to be, but of course, if you're just tuning in now, you... Did I just say tuning in? I'm going back to my days on the radio. If you're just listening in, this is a podcast which provides a space for writers, uh, whether we want to talk about the struggles of writing, the joys of writing, and anything in between. That's what I anticipate this podcast to be. Of course, not all my podcasts are going to be solo. I will have guests uh, come eventually to just sort of share our experiences as either journalists, as aspiring authors, Uh, screenplay writers. I have a whole bunch of um, interesting topics that I'd like to address here in this podcast. So with that being said, I do want to do a a bit of storytelling just to get myself in the mood to talk a bit because I do struggle with just talking to myself. So I often get stumped when I'm uh, recording and uh, it has led to a lot of drafts being deleted. This is actually my seventh attempt in two weeks of recording a podcast, uh, but I think I feel a little bit more comfortable doing so now. So in my introductory episode, I talked about how I was working on a novel that I was nowhere near finished, which is exactly that. I started this novel 2014. It was around the same year that I took a playwriting class in college, which was really helpful, by the way. Uh, That playwriting class not only opened me to wanting to write plays for, for the stage, but it encouraged me to explore all other creative formats of writing and the novel was actually one big part of it. I should probably go into a little bit background about myself. So in terms of published works, I'm a reporter so you'll probably see a lot of news stories if you were to just look up kind of like the works that I've done and I've maybe had one or two plays, two, two plays. One was a dramatic reading that um, was performed by some of my friends who ended up making it really nice. And then the other play was actually acted out with a director. And 
uh, a cast. So as far as like published works, that's pretty much my portfolio. I've never published a novel or any short story. I don't think I've ever submitted and was published in like any short story or poetry publications. So I was pretty much going into this blind. I didn't have any experience in writing novels. I didn't take any classes on novel writing, only on playwrights, a little bit of screenplay, and creative nonfiction. So I had the basic elements of writing there, but in terms of actually laying out or planning a story, I had to teach myself how to do that for the most part. With that said, uh, in 2014, I just had this interesting idea of, uh, of this novel that at the time I thought was really unique because it was an angle that not many people would take just because it's a little controversial. And I apologize in advance if it seems like I'm kind of like beating around the bush a little bit. I typically don't like sharing my story ideas until I'm at a very good place with it. Uh, and part of the reason is because I have this mentality that once I start talking about an idea, I have a habit of being content with just that, like just being able to think of that idea and then I don't pursue it anymore, which is obviously a really bad thing to do. But um, I, I've learned that I've, I've kind of I do that. And I, I think a way to kind of discipline myself is to not really talk too much about the story itself and just to keep working on it until I'm in a good place. And the good place would mean anything like uh, two thirds of the way done. And and obviously another reason is because I just don't want someone to take my idea and then use it for their own, whatever they want to use it for. I know that sounds a little vain and it's not like my story is exactly, you know, unique. I've seen, you know, in the years that I've conceptualized it, I've already seen elements of it in other stories or movies that have been out uh, within the past four years. So I, I wouldn't say my novel is 100% unique, but I think it's just best if I were to keep it to myself a little bit and then just see how it goes from there. Now what I can talk about though is just sort of the process of how I'm going through it. So starting with the concept, so this was in 2014, I had this interesting idea to create the story and I was so ready to just sit down and, and write and write and write about it. And it was actually a really good time for me because it was my last semester in college. I only had four classes and my classes were relatively easy. So I had a lot of time to myself to just sit down and write and then just keep writing all over the page. Um, scratching things here and there but then continuing to write it was a really it was like a, a really good time for me to brainstorm what I wanted this story to be and, and once again I don't have like the experience of how novels are typically written but I also understand that writers each have their own way of of tackling a story so I wanted to talk about my process about it uh, a little bit and if it differs from the way that you write Obviously, that's awesome. You know, if it works for you, then it works for you. Uh, and I, but I found that this has, this process has worked for me, especially with uh, creative writing. So as I was brainstorming, the first thing I was thinking about was writing like a brief about it. You know how in the back of like books you will see a summary of what the story is, and but it doesn't exactly give away what it is about. That's what I wrote first. I wanted to give like a maybe like a. 100 word synopsis on 
what I thought of this book. Uh, so I just wrote it and I was like, okay, here, here's the general idea. Here's the concept. I haven't created any of the characters yet, but this is the world that I want this story to take place. And then that's how it began. Um, once I thought about kind of like the setting and, and then the, um, the atmosphere of the story of what I wanted it to be, the tone that I wanted to take from it, definitely more on the dramatic side uh, with a little bit of comedy, but for sure I wanted to write something that was very uh, dramatic with epic themes. And as I mentioned, my book has very similar elements that make it not as unique as maybe a lot of other things, but uh, for me it does deal with superpowers. Uh, but there is a huge twist as to how people have their superpowers. Um, that's as far as I'm going to go with that. But uh, And speaking of the superpowers, that's exactly how I created characters. So I wasn't thinking of actual people first. I was thinking of a superpower and then giving it like the character to make it full. Like, you know, thinking of the superpower first and then imagining a character that would fit that superpower well. So I ended up thinking about a whole bunch of things. I think I had like 15 different abilities that I wanted to throw into this story, but I figured that that might be a little bit too much. Uh, and I also didn't know like how many of them would be good people and how many of them would be bad people. So I trimmed down the number a little bit and then I started kind of like dividing to see like, okay, which which superpower would be nicely seen on a good side or which superpower would be very uh, terrifying on the bad side and in doing so I ended up evenly dividing you know the characters and then from there I was able to generate okay which of these superpowers which seems like more ideal for a main character so it was a whole bunch of pick and choosing and I was not and this is all like not thinking about a backstory for the character like for the person once again, I'm specifically talking about the superpower, and that, and it was from there where I started creating characters. Um, so I found that actually character creation was a lot easier for me to further a story. I needed to think of characters first, and then the characters, of course, were created through the superpowers. So once I thought about the characters, I then started digging into their backstory. I was like, okay, so who is this person? You know, who is that? Why did that guy become evil, or why is this person suddenly a good guy? Um, and it was through there when creating the backstory, it helped develop what I wanted for the plot. Obviously, you know, I already had like the general theme in mind, but in creating the characters and sort of realizing their place in the plot, it also helped me with forming dialogues between the characters. Like, how do they interact with each other? Um, which character hates which character? Which character likes another character? So that's how I f that's how I found it a lot easier for me to develop characters first before actually creating the plot because it was the characters that make the plot for me. So after I created the characters and um, I had ten solid ones, I think I, there might be a couple more that I'm gonna add as I'm moving towards this story a little bit. But uh, I had nine solid characters and I was ready to go. So how I write stories, at least in the creative sense, is I create like detailed outlines of the plot from beginning to end, and then I like add me to it with the dialogue, with the setting, with the description of what's going on. So first was the outline, and remember how I said that I'm nowhere near finished uh, with this novel? I'm still on the outline. 
It's been four years going into five years uh, of me working on the detailed outline for this. So far, I thought it was only going to be like a one act novel, but in writing it, I ended up going further into the story, realizing that I wanted more things to develop, and it ended up being a three act novel. I'm probably using the wrong term for novels. I, I don't know if they use like acts or anything, but uh, I guess in the case of a book, this would be a trilogy because I realized that there were several major events that had to happen in order for certain characters to realize things. And in doing so, it just kept like unraveling larger threads of, uh, of storytelling and dialogue that I had to make it into like, okay, this is, this is what's going to happen in the first segment. This is what's going to happen in the second segment. And then this is what's going to happen in the final segment. So in terms of the outline, I finished the prologue, the first act, and I just finished the second act. And it's kind of weird because even at the end of the second act, I feel like there's so many things that I didn't address correctly. Like I feel like there'll be a whole bunch of loopholes. So that's really what the third act is going to be. Like everything is just going to come together, is going to be tied together. Uh, and hopefully that makes a very wholesome story. While I'm working on this detailed outline, I it's interesting because you kind of find out the things that you initially thought of one character. You sort of want to change things a little bit as it goes on because your mind is, I don't know how to explain it, your character development kind of grows as you're writing. Obviously, I'm not going to make one character stay the same throughout the whole thing, especially as, you know, several events happen. They can't stay the same. They have to change because they need to adapt to all these circumstances that keep getting thrown at them. So in doing that, you, I realized that as I'm going on, you know, I'm, like I was writing the first act, uh, the outline of the first act, and I was like, okay, these characters are very solid. They're very nice. And then at the end of the first act, I was like, wait, he can't he can't do this if that certain thing happened so that needs to change and then when you change one character the interactions with another character also changes so there's like a like a domino effect when one event happens you can't have just one character change it ends up changing a lot of things really so you can you can imagine how stressful it is for for me to to detail the outline just mainly because you kind of realize as you're going on you're you tend to be so invested into the story itself that you humanize these characters. You know, you can't make them just very monotonous throughout the whole story. They have to react. They have to be human, basically. So between the first act and then working to the, through the second act, I, I sort of learned a lot about character development and how to uh, continue with a certain plot by having characters realize certain things that make them change. Uh, so by the end of the second act, there's a couple of characters that are completely different than how they started off. And I'm not sure if I'm exactly happy about that because I, I in the first, you know, when I initially thought of these characters and their superpowers, I had such a great vision for each of them. But then as the story goes on, they've changed. They're not exactly the vision that I had, which sucks, but at the same time, it makes sense for them to transition into their respective personalities now because of the story. I guess you could say that I'm also looking from looking at this from a reader's perspective too. So as much as I want these characters to stay the same and, you know, like I, I want them to be badass or I want them to be 
uh, very intelligent and smart. From a reader's perspective, I can imagine how that's going to get boring if they just stay the same throughout the whole thing. There needs to be some change. That's how, like, as a reader, I would be captivated to continue reading a story. So yeah, that, w- that was one of the things I had to learn. I had to be a little bit more flexible with how things were moving. And uh, up to now, I've... Oh, well, actually, I'm looking at my story now, and I did actually finish a little bit of the third act. I think I'm sort of at the... Uh, maybe still at the beginning of the third act, um, heading into maybe like the middle middle part. So I still have a long way to go. After the outline, I have to start adding meat to the story. So starting from the prologue, I have to add dialogue, I have to add setting, I have to add uh, descriptions, and um, building on the lore of my story. Because in this novel, I'm recreating an entirely different world. So I need to build on the lore of it. So at least the reader can understand what's going on. Why are things the way they are? I, I actually I say different world, but it's actually kind of like an alternate reality of Earth, uh, a different perception of Earth, really. Um, so maybe like locations are still the same, but it's a basically an alternate universe. But yeah, that's that's where I'm at right now, and uh, it's been nearly five years, and I have not yet done a lot. So there's several reasons why. I've kind of been held up, and I know they're probably going to sound like excuses, but I think in acknowledging what's holding me up, it can help me address how to move forward with this. And obviously the most important drawback is just mainly time. I don't really have the time to write because I'm working all the time, and it doesn't help that my job requires me to write a lot. So although I'm in like the constant, you know, the constant uh, drive to write, uh, journalism writing is completely different from novel writing. And if you're one of those people who have to transition between different styles of writing, you understand how difficult it is to switch, you know, kind of like switch gears or switch off the news, uh, news side of your brain and then switch on the creative side. You can't it's hard for me to like transition between the two. Um, I also, I mean, I write, I write for business and I also write lifestyle stories too. And even then, like, it's hard for me to switch. Like it takes me about a good couple of hours. Like I have to move away from my desk and then kind of like walk around for a couple of hours and such. Uh, So yeah, imagine, you know, switching from writing news to writing a novel and you'll kind of realize how difficult it is to do that. Uh, And, but yeah, essentially I just don't have the time to do it and I told a friend about this um, who was also a fellow writer and he had told me like if it's something you're passionate about then you will make the time for it there's no such thing as like you don't have time for it because if it's something that you really enjoy doing you'll make the time for it and when I heard that you know the first thing I said was ouch (laughs) because it was just like he was basically saying like you you know you obviously don't care about your novel as much because you're not making the time for it and I guess in a sense that was true because it seemed like you know as much as I wanted to continue writing this novel it was so easy for me to just put it on the back burner because it was inconsequential to do so but I I did agree after some time that you know the reason why I'm not like making any progress with this is because I'm not invested in it there's no passion for me to do so and I need to change that. I think one thing I need to do is just kind of schedule out at least one hour every other day to 
focus on this novel, not necessarily write anything, but just to give it thought. Um, and I think one hour could be a good start to that. I still imagine that it's probably going to be a little difficult for me to go through with that, mainly because, as I mentioned in earlier, it is difficult to switch off you know, the news side of my thinking and then switch on to more creative styles. But I think if I kind of at least make it a habit of setting aside one hour every other day, it'll help me get into the groove of writing again. Another thing that was a setback to me was, I don't know if this is something that other people can relate to, but there are times where like I go back and read something that I, I wrote and then I get so discouraged because it doesn't sound as great as I wanted it to turn out. And I had a couple of those moments as I was looking back at my outline uh, of this novel and seeing like, you know, the uh, different events that I had written out. And there were some things where I was just like, man, why did I make it that way? I should have changed it or I should have, you know, I should have made this person do another thing. But of course, in doing so, I have to rewrite everything that happens following that certain event. So it's not something that I could exa exactly just change in one section of, of the story and then expect everything else to fall in line. Like once you change something, especially that's earlier in the series, you have to, you know, you have to look further down and see if that specific event affected any other events thereafter. And um, that takes a lot of work. So what I've learned is that I should probably not do that. But yeah, I, I've learned not to do that. So not to read everything I wrote. I can probably like just skim through to see, just to remind myself like what had happened with these certain characters so I can continue on with the story. But uh, in terms of like rewriting things, I stopped myself from doing that completely until I finished the outline. So I can, by the time I finished the outline, I could see everything from beginning to end. And then that's when I can have a more holistic uh, view of the story and decide whether or not I, I I should delete something or add something. And then the final thing that sort of made me stop writing this is because, and this is going to sound a little odd, but there's some things that I've written in this story that's very controversial, and I'm worried that it might not be taken well. And I know that's kind of like a weird thing to think about this early on in the, you know, in the process of writing, but there's just several things that I thought of that I just wrote into the story. Uh, and then after I looked back at it, I was thinking like, man, are, are readers going to respond well to that? It's very, it's very uh, abrupt and a little explicit, I think would be the best way to describe that. At the same time, it's just like, but it makes sense to me. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's scary to, to kind of like think something that makes sense to you could be seen as insane or crazy or just very awful uh, to other people. So there's been a lot of those occasions where I, I, you know, I write something down and then later I look back at it and I'm just like, oh man, I don't, am I, am I okay? Like, <laughs> why am I making this person do that? Like, that just, that doesn't seem very uh, appropriate. But, you know, I also kind of thought about other novels. The first thing that just popped to my mind right now is Game of Thrones. George R.R. R. Martin has so many graphic uh, stuff going on in his series, but at the same time, there was like, there is a uh, readership for that, you know, and it ended up getting very popular. Now there's a TV show about it. 
and much of the things that happened in the TV show were actually a lot more graphic than the novel that that George wrote so but you know at the same time that doesn't really work well with other people and you know there may be other novels that are as obscene or as grotesque as you know some of the scenes that uh, George Martin wrote but readers might not take theirs as well as you know as game as Game of Thrones so I yeah I think for me it was just like I, I just I don't want to be controversial but at the same time I feel like that shouldn't be something to stop me right it's kind of weird to for a writer to say like I don't want to be controversial because I think you know one way or another we're all going to end up in that situation of course as a reporter I get criticism on my stories almost all the time I post the story so you know I feel like I should be used to that but at the same time there is a standard for work whereas you know on this personal project that I'm working on there basically are no standards no one's teaching me how to do this I'm doing it all on my own so uh, yeah, I, I, those are just a couple of things that have been hindering me about this. But I think it, it's time for me to to move forward with this novel. And I think that if no one else likes it, I would be proud of myself for actually finishing this. And I think that's what really matters, just being able to finish a whole story. I'm not even thinking about what how I'm going to publish it. I'm just I'm just set on finishing it. And you know, whatever happens after that happens. I know that um, I've heard stories of like uh, people once they finish like their books or their novels and they send it to a publishing company there's like they get you know a lot of reviews and comments back about what they should change. That to me is a little unsettling but for now I'm not going to think about that. I'm just really set on wanting to finish this story and hoping to share it with my friends to see what they think of it. So yeah that's where I'm at with my novel. I hope that you know in sharing you know what I'm going through with writing this out uh, that you will find inspiration or you can actually provide feedback on you know on writing I'm I think I should open up maybe like a an email address for maybe people to just to, to give me some notes or comments I'm not sure if people can provide comments on a podcast at least for this one but uh, I would absolutely love hearing uh, responses from listeners um, on how what their pro- writing process is like and maybe any recommendations that they can give me but also you know just to keep in mind that I'm basically a self-taught writer I should be taking a, a couple of workshops maybe to uh, refresh my creative writing hand because all the uh, classes that I've taken were maybe like three or four years ago so yeah I could definitely use a refresher on this Another interesting idea I wanted to do with this podcast is to maybe provide like writing prompts at the end of each episode just for people to flex their writing muscle. So for this episode's writing prompt, I'd like to ask you, what would your superpower be if you were a good guy? And then what would your superpower be if you were a bad guy? And you are to write out maybe like the character that you have in mind for both sides uh, and explain why. Anyway, that's all for this episode. Thanks so much for listening to The Rambling Writer. My name is John, and have a good day.